0: Welcome to clued up with Maria B the behind the scenes photography podcast clued up is your insiders view to building successful magazine style photo shoots. We talk design and concept fashion and style tech Social media, and of course, business, plus so much more, including how to avoid common photography pitfalls. You'll also meet some special guests who work behind the camera and in front of the lens. Whether you're an aspiring photographer, a portrait photographer thinking about starting your own business, or you just have an interest in what it takes to plan and execute professional shoots, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Maria B. Now let's get you clued up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Clued Up with Maria B., the the behind-the-scenes photography podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about camera gear, which, if you're a photographer, it's pretty much guaranteed that you have a thing for gear. And as photographers, we tend to spend a lot of money on gear, some of which is, you know, absolutely necessary But then there are things that we get, that we purchase, and we end up not using them. Today, I'd like to talk about something that's a little bit contrary to that. There are two things that I consider a necessity to taking good photographs when you plan your photo shoot. It makes setting up your photograph, setting up your imaging so much easier And most importantly, it makes post-processing so much easier. Two items I'd like to talk about, the two pieces of gear, and maybe it's unfair to call them gear. The two things I'd like to talk about today are the X-Rite color checker and the light meter. Now, let me first start with the color checker and why this is so important. Your camera as great as cameras are, and you know, it's like every four months, every six months, somebody's hitting us up with a new technology that's massively improved and takes better photos one way or another. But as great as cameras are, they do not have the color range or the spectrum that the human eyes have. Having said that, your brain, having said that, Whenever we take a photo, it's imprinted in our brain as to what's in the photo and those colors. So when we go to post-process, when we go to process our images after uploading them, we'd like to think that our rendition or the rendition we're bringing forward in those photos is quite accurate. Most of the time, it really isn't. The other part of this is that Depending on the circumstances under which you take a photograph, you have a lot of color cast in your images. But the thing about it is, unless you're using a tool that helps you, you're not going to realize that you do have color casting going on. I'll give you a recent example of this that happened to me. A few weeks ago, I photographed a family for the oldest son's graduation. He had finished Pharmacy school, and they asked me to do the photographs because you know, with COVID, there was obviously not a graduation ceremony. So he had his cap and gown, and in their backyard, we took some family photos. Really nice thing. The family has these great memories in addition to having nice family portraits. Now, when I started taking the photos, I. In my mind I was like, you know, do I really need to the color checker? It's bright. Not it wasn't bright. Sunlight, it was late afternoon. So the lighting was good and I really didn't think I needed to use a color checker. But I said, you know what? I'm doing that thing that we do where we think our brain is going to give us the correct interpretation of what we saw and we disregard some other things such as We're outside on green grass surrounded by green trees. So common sense (laughs) says there's going to be some green color casting going on. I asked the mom to hold the color checker for me, and I took a few photos of her with that. And I have to say that evening when I came home and I uploaded the photos, when I did the big upload and you look at everything, the colors were nice. I didn't even think of correcting white balance. I just went ahead and I started doing a little bit of processing. And then something said, you know what, let me just do the white balance thing and make sure everything looks the way it's supposed to look. Well, can I tell you that when I corrected the photo with the color checker, that green cast was really doing a number on the photos. It's just that I couldn't see it. And that's the benefit of using this tool. The color checker ensures that your colors are accurate. It ensures that skin tone is accurate. The benefit of this is that if you want to add color, if you want to add vibrancy or saturation or hue or luminosity or whatever, all of that's wonderful, but you should start at baseline. You should start with what I'm gonna, going to call a clean image, meaning your white balance is indeed the white balance that, the true white balance of the image that you took. I cannot tell you what a difference this makes in your photographs. If you photograph fashion, as particularly if you photograph colorful fashion, you need a color checker. If you take pictures, if you take photos of a designer's clothing and you then upload and do your adjustments what and whatnot, and you give those photos back to the designer and the colors are not accurate, you're not working with them again. Because for people in design and in fashion, those colors have to be Exact. They have to be precise. And you cannot guarantee precision unless you use a color checker. So I use the color checker passport by X right. And this is not an endorsement. No one endorses me at this point. But I use the X Rite color checker passport. The one that I have, it's roughly I think when I bought it, it was discounted because I bought it while attending a conference. And it must have been eighty nine dollars or so, but I think the going price right now for the passport, which it's about the size of a passport and it has a gray card in it, along with several like a few dozen colors actually it's about a hundred and twenty dollars based on what I'm seeing right now. It's very convenient; you just have to keep it in your bag when you know with your camera gear, it's totally portable and All you have to do is your first photo or your first couple of photos, you have someone hold the card. And after you're done with your photo shoot and you upload your images, you adjust the white balance by clicking on the square that represents the gray. I'm going to say the 18% gray that we're all taught we're supposed to use as the basis for your white balance. So you click on that square and you will see that photo change in terms of color accuracy. Once you do that, and I'm not going to get into the particulars of how you do that based on the fact that, you know, many different people use different editing software, whether it's Lightroom, Photoshop, Luminar, Paint Shop, what have you. But once you adjust your white balance on that first photo, you then sync all of your other photos that were taken at that time with those same settings, and you will get an accurate white balance across all of those photos. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind. The first thing is, if your setting changes, you know, if you let's say you're doing a studio shoot and you change the set, you change your backdrop, you do a different light setup, you then have to, again, take the first couple of photos using the color checker just for the safety and accuracy of getting the right colors in your photos. I really believe that if you use this tool, you will have absolutely no regrets because you may not realize it, but your color accuracy tends to be off just based on using lights, whether it's flash or strobes or just as in my example, just being outside with green grass, you get a green color cast on your photos that you may not see at all until you see the difference when you correct for white balance. So I highly encourage anyone who's really interested in doing professional photos or photos that are accurate and really really sharp and look their best to use color checker. It's definitely worth the money. You just have to take care of it, you know, try and avoid touching the the little squares that have color on them because you you know, we all have oil on our fingers. So that can alter things. The other recommendation is that you change your color checker every couple of years. I can't say that I've been 100% good with that. I forgot the expiration time for them. But, you know, that's here or there. I'm not sure that you really need to do that. You would have to double check with the company X-Rite as to what their recommendations are for that. But I really think this is something worth having. It's a tool that, again, improves your photography tremendously. And I have to say, and I know this sounds kind of preachy, but I'm going to say it anyway. For all the money we spend on gear and all the money we spend on videos and tools and just the entire amount of cash that we put into photography, it's so much better and it makes so much more sense to buy things that really help your photography versus buying the latest preset. You know, I'm sure you've been down that road where you watch a video or you see an ad on Instagram and then you go to the site this great preset for like seven dollars, twelve dollars, you get X hundreds of of, you know, different presets and you spend your money and you buy it and, you know, you look at it (laughs) I'm not gonna give the name away, but There's this one individual I purchased presets from, and I just look at them, I'm like, who would use this? Who would really use this? It just doesn't look right. And it didn't cost me a hell of a lot of money, or should I say a heck of a lot of money, but it's money that's gone, and it's money that's gone for something that I'm not really impressed with. So my point is, if we're going to spend money on gear, and we're going to spend money on software, and we're going to... Spend money on tools and videos and all of that. Why don't we spend some money on something that really makes a difference in the quality of our photographs? And having a color checker really makes a difference. But please, if you get one, use it because it's so easy, as I said in the beginning, it's so easy to say to yourself, Oh, those colors look accurate. You take a photo and you look at the back of the camera, you look at that screen, and your photos look accurate. Of course they do. And they're going to look accurate when you upload them into your editing software, but you're going to realize once you correct the white balance and you use a tool like this to correct your white balance, that your colors are actually a little bit off. Okay, moving on. The next piece of gear I'm going to talk about is something that a lot of people simply do not like. Not sure why. I was one of those people, and that is the light meter. Now, this is an ongoing discussion. It's been a discussion ever since light meters came into existence. A lot of people, people who like them and use them, swear by them. People who don't like them, I'm going to say they're probably never going to like them because their mind is so set against them. But here we go. A light meter... Well, let me just backtrack for a moment. I don't want to get into physics. That's not my goal here. But I just want to bring us all to a basic understanding about light. The argument for not using a light meter is that there's a meter in your camera. So why would you need another meter? And it's true. There is a meter in your camera. The meter in your camera measures the light that has hit your subject and is bouncing off of your subject towards the lens. The light meter measures what's called reflective lighting. That is the light that is reflected off of your subject. That's what the meter in your camera measures. The light meter measures the light that is on your subject, the light that will be going to your subject. Those are two different things. And it's something that a lot of people don't understand. And again, I'm not going to get into the physics of it, but the light that's hitting your subject is not the same as the light that's bouncing off of your subject and back into your camera. You know that, or you may not be aware that you know it, but if you photograph something that is dark, the light that bounces back into your lens is not going to be that bright. So if you take light and that light is sent onto something that has a dark surface, right? the image that comes back to your camera is not going to have the same amount of light as the light that originally hit that object. Why? Because black absorbs light. So The amount of light that went out to the subject is not the same amount of light that's going to reflect back into your camera. Black is the most extreme example, but it is also the truth about any amount of light that hits your subject. Therefore, it's incorrect to think that the amount of light that goes from the source of the light onto the subject is the same amount of light that goes into your camera, If you want true lighting accuracy, you need a light meter. Now, typically what we do is we start at a particular number on our flash or our strobe, and we just do it by eye. It looks good. It looks good on the back of the camera, and it looks good. We think it looks good, and then we upload it, and yeah, it looks good, but you know, you got to brighten it up a little bit, which you would have to do. It's almost guaranteed that you have to make some type of exposure adjustment once you upload your photos. But if you use a light meter, your accuracy increases tenfold, if not more. The other thing about using a light meter is if before you start doing your shoot, before you start taking the photos that are really going to count you utilize the benefits of a light meter, you spend a lot less time searching for the ideal amount of light output for your subject. It gets you there a lot faster. So if I wanna shoot at F8, what I have to do is I take my light meter, I set my shutter speed, I set my ISO, and then... I take a photo using my flash and the light meter is held at the subject. So let's say you're just going to check one place on the person's face. Let's say let's say you're just going to check the model's forehead. And I'm just doing one spot to make it to simplify things. Never mind the forehead. Let's say you're going to do it at her chin. His or her chin. You hold the light meter at the model's chin and you have your settings, you have your shutter speed, you have your ISO. You hit the button on the light meter and then you take the photo. The photo will tell you how much power in terms of f-stops has been output onto the subject. And this will determine for you whether you need to increase the power of your lights or decrease the power of your lights. Obviously, this takes a lot of the guessing game out of the right amount of light to put onto your subject to get the correct photo, to get the correct exposure for your photo. Because if your goal is F8, and your shutter speed is 125, and your ISO is 100, the only other thing you have to manipulate in order to get the amount of power, the f-stop that you're looking for is your flash or your strobe. I know it sounds a little bit confusing, but it's something that you have to do to really get it and understand it. And I will tell you, anybody who uses a light meter will swear by it as to how much it helps their photography. I owned a light meter for a long time and I just didn't get it. And then I happened to join Matthew Jordan Smith's lighting class. And he is a big advocate for the light meter, big advocate. And you could see it in his work because the accuracy with which his lighting is done is just amazing. But based on his class, I said, okay, let me give, give this a try. So I actually took a dress and I put the dress on a mannequin. And I followed the directions and used the light meter. And as many times as I had photographed this dress, the accuracy of the colors of the dress were absolutely amazing. It looked like you could reach into the screen. Once I uploaded the photos, it looked like you could reach into the screen and just touch the dress and the colors were that accurate. Now, a light meter can be costly, they range in prices from about two low 200s all the way up to, I think, maybe 500. I thought that there was one that was even. Oh yeah. There are a couple of them. There's one that's $1,600. So let me just tell you this. You just need the lower end light meter. For photography, you just need the lower end, the base model. And that runs about two, 200, 220, something like that. The other thing I just want to clarify is when I first gave an example, I said, you know, you hold the light meter against the model's chin or in front of the model's chin. In reality, what you need to do to make sure that your lighting is even is you need to hold the light meter at the person's chin, their head, their nose, and both sides of the face. Your numbers are not going to be exactly the same in each spot. So if you're trying for F11, it'll be You know, maybe it'll be 11 at the forehead, maybe be 11 point something on the chin, 11 point something on the cheeks, and then maybe it might be 11 again on the nose, but they should be close. You shouldn't have like 11 on the forehead, 5.6 on the cheek, you know, that doesn't make any sense. So the two things we've talked about today are the X-Rite color checker passport And just let me go back to that for a moment, because I know I talked about the Passport, but X-Rite also makes a lot of other variations on that, including larger block squares, which, it you know, it looks like an eight and a half by 11 size paper. I want to say paper, but it's sturdier than paper. And then they also make cards of different sizes, gray cards. And the truth of the matter is you could just use a gray card for color accuracy, for white balance accuracy. But always keep in mind that the purpose of the gray card is that the camera reads 18% neutral gray. When you're dealing with extreme colors, like the really, really dark, really, really bright snowstorm white outside, it's no longer accurate. So you have to be a little bit careful with that. But what I want to say is the combination of using a color checker as well as a light meter raises your photography to a superb outstanding level. Take the guessing game out of producing good photos and use the science. You don't need a degree in physics for this. You just need to put some money into some tools that really make a difference in your photography. So the light meter and the color checker are two tools, two pieces of gear that can really do that for you. I'm going to put in the show notes, the link to an article by Kevin Land Yohan, and it's from Expert Photography, and he talks about how to use incident and reflected light in photography. It's a really short article, but it'll help you a lot to understand the differences between reflective and incident light. And, you know, just like using the light meter and just like using the color checker, this is something that can help your photography. You know, we're all looking for that edge that moves us up in terms of the quality of our work. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Understanding the basics and understanding things that really make a difference. It's so important versus just getting the new thing that comes out or, the new set of filters or presets. Put your money into the things that make a difference, the things that help to elevate your photography, the things that show that you are a professional, that you don't just have a camera in your hand, but that you understand the science as well as the art of photography, because both are equally important. It's not enough just to take a nice photo. Why take a nice photo when you can take a much better photo? So I'd like to thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Clued Up with Maria B, the behind the scenes photography podcast. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clued Up with me, your host, Maria B. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. I really appreciate your support. When you rate, subscribe, and review, you're also helping other listeners find and enjoy this podcast. Until next time.